Well, we're one month away from Easter and looking forward to having Easter services in the church building, uh, which is a step up from last year. Um, you know, Easter is just a, it's a time to remember who it is that our faith is in and who we are as believers, that our faith is in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, sinless, both God and man, was crucified for the sins of mankind, died, and three days later rose from the dead. And he's still alive today, and he's sitting at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for us. And because of who Jesus is, when we put our faith in him, we are forgiven. Our record is wiped clean. We are loved. We are redeemed. We are made right with God. We are healed and we can be healed. We have the Holy Spirit living in us and power to do what God has called us to do because we are called. We are given a purpose. We are given a mission. We are given a command. We are told, Jesus said, to go into the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Jesus told us, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the ends of the earth, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That, that we have been given a mission and because of who Jesus is, all of those things can be who we are. Because of Easter, all of those things are possible. And that's why we celebrate Easter. That's why we take the time to have a special day to celebrate who Jesus is. But as we lead up to Easter, I want to take a few weeks just to refocus us, just to remind us not only who Jesus is, but who we're called to be as his church. Because it's easy to forget. It's easy to lose sight of things especially this past year. I feel like pretty much we've all come away from this past year just a little bit unsure of life, a little bit uneasy about things because every single one of us had our plans interrupted. Uh, I've said different times, I feel like this year, and, and, and we're not even quite there yet, but, but this year is kind of like coming out of your house after a hurricane, that you kind of come out and you're not really sure what life looks like right now yet. You're not exactly sure what damage has been done. You're wondering what exactly, you know, where do we start? What are we supposed to do? And the best word that I can come up with to describe kind of how I feel like a lot of us are is unsettled. That, that we're just unsettled. People are unsettled. Our nation is unsettled. The church and its people are unsettled. Many of you, I, I would guess, in your heart of hearts right now, it, it's getting better maybe, but, but you just kind of feel unsettled. It just makes me wonder, though, that if we've, if we've become this unsettled, is that maybe pointing to something? Is that evidence that maybe what we've been building on wasn't actually upon the rock? 
Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27, he said, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds his house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and ignores it is foolish, like a person who builds his house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it'll collapse with a mighty crash. And as I look around me and I see how unsettled we've become, I wonder if it maybe just points to the fact that we've been building more on sand than we have on the rock of Jesus. Because if anything is true this past year, the rains have come down, the floods have come up, the, the winds beat against us, and I've watched Christians become unsettled. I've watched the church, not just Antioch, but the big church become unsettled. And I think the only way a house becomes unsettled is if the foundation isn't quite solid. Could our unsettledness just be a, a, a little nudge from the Holy Spirit to show us maybe some places where we've built on sand? Now, it's not like the whole church in America just completely fell apart. It's not like the whole church in the world completely fell apart. Some churches did. Some churches closed their doors. But there are many Christians that maybe their foundation just shifted a little. Like the storm came. I remember when we first got married, uh, we lived in, in northern Pennsylvania. We had a, a tornado come straight down our street. Um, it didn't really do much damage to our house, but the house across the street, it shifted the house on its foundation. It caused them a, a lot of heartache. And I, and I feel like that. It, uh, the house hasn't maybe completely collapsed. It hasn't. It's still strong, but it's maybe just shifted on the foundation a little bit. I wonder, would you, would, would I have been unsettled as we have been if our house had been firmly built on the rock of Christ alone? So as we head towards Easter, I want to just refocus on the rock, on who we're supposed to be as we come into this year. You know, at the beginning of the year, at the annual meeting, uh, I laid out three things, three goals for us this year. First, that we would be living out Acts 1-8, that we would be his witnesses in our Jeru Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Which, and we looked at that. We looked at that as we went through our 40 days of prayer. The next thing is that we would be finding and figuring out fellowship. You know, it's, a, it's still a command, even in a pandemic, and, and trying to refocus uh, on fellowship somehow and, and what that looks like this year. 
And hopefully as we're coming out of the pandemic, refocusing ourselves a little bit more on fellowship. And then finally, growing when it comes to Acts 2.42. That Acts 2.42 that says uh, that all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the sharing of meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. That if we can focus on that, if we can do that, we will make sure that we as Antioch Alliance Church are building on the rock. It's the foundation of Jesus and the church laid out in Scripture. If we build our lives on Scripture, I mean, this is just true for all of us all the time. If we build our lives on Scripture, we will stand strong. If we build our church on Scripture, it will stand strong. So for the next few weeks, we're just going to focus on Jesus and on Acts 2.42. It's good to have that reminder every once in a while. This is what we need to be. This is what we need to aim for. This is who we need to, to be. And it's interesting. I, I spoke for a youth group a couple weeks ago when John spoke here, and I realized, I was talking, you know, what, what, do I, what do you need to do to stay close to Jesus? Like, if, if you can boil it all down, what does abiding in Christ look like? And I realized for me, for all of us, it really, you can break it down pretty well to Acts 2.42, not just as a whole church, but for me individually. That if I'm in prayer, that if I'm in the word, that if I have Christian brothers and sisters around me, encouraging me, building me up, keeping me accountable, if I have all those things in place, that's when I'm doing pretty well. It's when I don't have those things that I'm, I'm not doing well. So as we, as a whole church, have those things going on, that's how we be the church that God's called us to be. So like I said, we're going to, the next three weeks leading up to Easter, we're going to focus a little bit on Acts 2.42 and just refocus us, re make sure that we're building on a strong foundation of Jesus. So Acts 2.42, you know, sometimes when we read scripture, we, you know, and we look, we study things, we'll look at a whole chapter um, and we'll just, but today we're just looking at a very, a very short thing. So Acts 2.42, all the believers devoted themselves. And that's where we'll stop today. We're not going to go any farther than that. It says that they, depending, now, depending on the translation, it, all the believers, some of that might be in a, a couple of verses beforehand. But what happened was the Holy Spirit came down, fell on the, on the disciples. They went out, they preached, and Peter preaches this great message to the people of Jerusalem. Thousands of people come to Christ, and then they devote themselves to the apostle, and then Acts 2.42 happens. All the believers devoted themselves. But when you look at the translation there, when you, when you look into the Greek and how the Greek is all put together and stuff like that, devoted themselves, it's a continuous action. 
So they continually devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellow, all that stuff. In fact, when you break down the, their Greek stuff, the, word, the way that the word devoted is written, it, it could even be roughly translated that they existed for, that the church, the, all the believers came together and they existed for, bring, bring that verse back up you can, and, and look at it, that all the believers existed for the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and the sharing of meals, including the Lord's Supper and prayer. That they received salvation and the entire focus of their life became Jesus. And because of that, when they came together, their sole purpose, what they existed for as a church, what they existed for as people was the word of God, was each other building up other believers, prayer, and having meals together, which a lot of times included having communion. Just when they got together. That is what the church was. True, continuous, continuous devotion. The apostles' teaching, the word, the fellowship, each other, prayer. So let me ask you, what do you exist for? Take a second. Think about your life. What do you exist for? Your time, your money, your energy. Do you exist for prayer? Do you exist for the word of God, the Bible? Do you exist for the purpose of building up your brothers and sisters in Christ around you, meeting together, sharing meals, communion, life together? That's really what it means. Is they did life together. Because it's those things that will keep you close to Jesus. It's like I told the teenagers. If you do those things, if you have those things in place, those will keep you close to Jesus. It's those things that will keep this church and the church built on the rock. And when we exist for those things, when, when that's the thing that our whole life centers around, when we exist for those things, it's hard to become unsettled. And yet, all too often, I find myself feeling like I'm not on solid footing. What about you? In the past year, have you felt like you've had solid footing on life? Again, if not, might just be something to ask the Lord about. The devotion that they had, that continuous devotion, is what made the church the church. And if we don't have the devotion they had, when, you come, when it comes right down to it, when we don't have the devotion that they had, we can't be the church. 
We can be kind of like the church. We can be a church with a foundation that's a little bit shaky on one side. But the only way that we can be the church like they were the church is to have the devotion to those things that they had, to exist for those things the way they existed for them. And look, I, I know some of you do. I know some of you do. Some of you here have that devotion to those things. You exist for those things. The word, prayer, fellowship, Christ and his mission. You exist for those things. Those are the things that you center your life around. I, it, it, and, and I know for plenty of us other ones, we're, we're, we're working really hard for it. We're, we're really striving after that to, to make that the thing that we solely exist for. But here's the thing. It can't be. It cannot be. It, it just can't be some of us. It can't be a few of us that are existing for those things and then a bunch of other people that are existing for somewhat those things, but some other things too. It can't just be some of us. Because who was it that devoted themselves? All the believers. All the believers devoted themselves. They all came to Christ. They all put their faith in, they, Peter preached the message. They said, brothers, what should we do? He said, put your faith, you know, put, come to Jesus. They, and they put their faith in Jesus and they, all the believers, all of them did it. All of them devoted themselves. All of them began to exist for these things. You can't just sit there. Church is not a spectator sport. Even if you're watching online today, church is still not a, just something that you can watch. It's something that you participate in. It's something that you read the word, you pray, and you bounce that off of somebody else. So you have to call them or you have to text them or you have to sit out on your porch while they sit out on their porch and have a conversation about it. You can't only show up on Sunday morning in the building or online, wherever, and, and sing or not sing, because some of you don't sing. It's, I'm not judging. I'm just telling you facts. You don't sing. You, or, or pray or not pray. Listen to a sermon and then just be done. And still be the church. You just can't do that. And us still be the church that you see in Acts. It has to be all of us, all hands on deck. If being devoted is some of us, this house will fall. If being devoted is some of us, some of us that are, are, are helping, some of, some of us that are teaching the kids, some of us that are truly living it out. It might not happen today. It might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen 10 years from now. But if it's not all of us, if it's, not, if it's some of us, eventually this house will fall. All the believers 
continually devoted themselves. All of the believers existed for, all of the believers existing for the word, all of the believers existing to pray, all of the believers existing for one another. Look, my job as your pastor is not to do those things more than you. It, my job as your pastor is not to, to read the Bible more than you and pray more than you and, and, and fellowship more than you. And, and my job as your pastor is not to do those things for you. My job as your pastor is to get you doing those things because what we've been called to as a church is for all of us to do it. If, I mean, I can come to your house and I can teach you the word and I can come to your house and I can pray with you and I can come to your house and live with you. I can, I can go full Goldilocks and sleep in your bed and eat your oatmeal. And we can talk about Jesus all day long. I, I can, I, if I'm just doing those things for you, if I'm just doing those things more than you, the house will fall because it takes all of us together existing for being devoted to those things for us to be the church. All the believers were filled with the Spirit. All the believers were making disciples. Let me ask you, who are you discipling right now? All of the believers living out Acts 1.8, being witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. And all of this, the prayer, the Bible's teaching, the fellowship, the devotion, church, it doesn't happen with some of us, or at least it doesn't happen well with some of us. It happens well. It happens health, in a healthy way with you, each of you, having this devotion to God. doesn't happen without you. You have to step up. You have to step in. And look, you can do it. You have the strength to do it. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have the strength. You have the power. You have the ability because you have Christ's Holy Spirit alive in you. And with God, all things are possible. So the only thing stopping you is you. The only thing stopping you from that kind of devotion, that kind of life that exists for Christ, for his word and a relationship with him in prayer and, and fellowship where you're growing together with people, If Christ's Holy Spirit is in you, you have all the power you need to do it. You just need to take the step and do it. And if we, if all of us devote ourselves to this, 
we will stand firm in Christ. And we'll go to every place, we'll go to every person that Christ sends us to, wherever that may be. And the foundation of who we are will be strong. So the next few weeks, we're just going to focus on Acts 2.42 for just three weeks, just to kind of keep us focused on these are the things that if we build, build our foundation off of those things, that it'll keep us from being unsettled, it'll keep us strong, it'll help keep us focused on who we need to be as, as Antioch. And so we're going to be looking at, at prayer and the word and fellowship. And, and we're going to lean into fellowship a little bit because fellowship was a thing that kind of got unsettled in COVID. And we're going to be thankful that God's grace is there for us to catch us when things shift and that he's strong enough that he can shift us back. And it's my hope and it's my prayer that in these coming weeks that we'll become more devoted continuously to those things. As we get closer and closer to Easter, when Jesus shows us what true devotion looks like. So may we become more like him. May we be more like his church that he set out for us to be. And may we all be devoted. Let's pray.